And now, story time with Mr. Black. Welcome to story time with Mr. Black. And for today's story time, I'm not going to go anywhere but my own personal experience. And today, I'm calling today's show, How's That Working For You? You know, we have a lot more control in the outcomes of our lives than many of us uh, want to admit. You know why? Because if we realize that we have control, then we can't blame anybody else. We, we can't play the victim. You know, it was Einstein who said the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. I mean, any you don't need to be a scientist. You don't need to be an Einstein to figure that out, right? To do the same thing over and over uh, and expect different results, to, to mix the same ingredients uh, in a recipe together and wonder why you're getting the same byproduct, the same thing at the end. I mean, that's just crazy. So the flip side of that coin is if you don't like the results, change the approach. As you change the approach, you change the results. And so, uh, you know, I'm in the life-changing business. You can go to likeitmatters.net and read about it. And I've been doing it for 30 years. It's transformational leadership training. Uh, and I have a listener there, and I think he's in Minneapolis. And uh, this gentleman was uh, suicidal, was ready, looking for ways to end his life. He'd, he'd been Googling it. And uh, he came across my radio show. That was back when we were on the wellness station uh, in Minneapolis. And he uh, just stumbled onto it and started listening to it for a couple of years. And through that process, he, he it helped him overcome a lot, big part of his depression and the suicidal tendencies. And at some point after two years, he said, you know, I'm going to sign up for that class. And he reached out to me. He signed up. And it took him a couple opportunities to get there, but he finally got there. And again, it changed his life. It didn't make his life perfect. It didn't solve all his problems. It didn't fix every issue in his life that he didn't like. But it gave him control. See, his life was really no different. What was different is his control of those things. It is his mindset, his attitude, uh, his belief system about what type of control and effect that he had. And so he went through two of my classes, and he, I actually, to this day, am a, a life caddy relationship with him. So once a week, uh, we're on the phone, and I walk with him as he goes through his life. And so he purchased, um, I don't know, a handful of classes, seven, eight classes, uh, a couple years back uh, before the pandemic, because it made a huge impact, saved his life, changed his life, uh, and he wants to give this gift to other people. And so... Uh, fast forward now a couple of years. So this is just recently. This just happened in the last week. And so now he's starting this new business. And uh, he wants to, you know, it's a, a bunch of, uh, this is my interpretation, a bunch of liberals. There are many in Minnesota uh, who are part of the woke agenda. You know, uh, you know, white people are evil and uh, people of color are victims and uh, cops are evil and Christians are hateful people. And, you know, the woke generation there in Minneapolis and around the world. And so, uh, but, you know, I, I support my friend and uh, he's more conservative than he realizes. He's a common sense guy. So we can feel differently about politics and still be friends. We don't have to assassinate each other's character. We don't have to, uh, uh, you know, slice each other's tires. Uh, we can uh, disagree on certain things and still love each other and still respect each other. And so, uh, 
he's uh, starting this company and uh, he wants to get these people through my training because a good foundation because you know he wants to start a build a great culture in the company and and all that and their whole thing is they're going to bring diversity to a certain field they feel there's not enough diversity not enough color uh in a certain field and so they they want to change what this certain field looks like by by having a company that uh they believe is kind of neutral racially but it's not neutral and you'll see what i'm talking about so anyways he's given this gift $2,500 gift uh that for his leadership awakening class 48 hours change your life it's all paid for hotel meals he bought the whole ticket and so he's working to get these three guys that he's in a partnership he's going to fund this thing and they're going to do all the work but he's going to fund it they're going to need to depend on him he's going to need to depend on them they need to all be on the same page kind of like a good marriage right and so he's working he wants nothing from these guys he wants to give them a gift. And so for about a month, I have worked. He's done group texts, connecting us all. He's done emails uh, to set me up with these three guys to talk to them. And my journey over the last month has been get, to get a hold of these three guys, to get, to give them a gift, to explain the gift that was purchased for them, that a gift that some people in my, in my world save up a year to go to. Some people in my world can never have enough money to pay $2,500 for a 48-hour experience that changes their lives. And so I'm just working to get a hold of these people to explain the process, to tell them about the gift, and to get them lined up. And we got a class coming up December 8th. And so I'm working hard. He connects us on text. I, we group text, and, and yet I can't get these people on the phone. So I decide I'll start start calling them individual. So one guy starts calling him up, and uh, I find, get him on the phone, and he's like treats me like I'm some Amway salesman, like I'm some uh, uh, telecaller, you know? I'm just I'm one of those guys doing a survey. I'm one of those guys that wants to ask him uh, if his, uh, his auto insurance policy is fine, you know? <laughs> I mean, I mean, almost rude to me, almost like hangs up and I'm working, you know, and say, hey, can we talk after work? Absolutely, this and that. And I've texted him a couple of times, never once returned a phone call, never once calling back. It's like he's doing me a favor, like I'm selling him something. The other guy who used to be an executive at a company that my friend worked at and, of course, believed that he was treated unfairly by a boss who happened to be white, um... Uh, basically uh, gave me all the reason in the world for a couple weeks why he couldn't talk to me. His company's laying off, and he's having to let go of all these people, and I'm sharing you know, his compassion and all that. thought we had a great relationship. Get him on the phone, and first thing he says is, you know, I'm, I'm not sure. I, I don't know why I'd go to this. I'm not in corporate America. It's not leadership. I don't know what I need to go to leadership training for. It's a different point in my life. And so I'm working to explain to him why leadership, even though it's the name of the class, is not about company values, not about working for corporate America uh, and all that. And as I'm laying out this great explanation about three minutes into me talking and setting this up, he jumps in uh, and cuts me off and kind of a little bit heated and starts building up this thing. And, and really within about two or three minutes, we're in a fairly heated exchange. And, and he's basically telling me he doesn't know what I could possibly as a Caucasian, he used that word, as a Caucasian, what I could tell, he's, I guess, a Korean, so he's, uh, I guess, brown, a little bit Asian, I don't know. Uh, so, and, and uh, he's this diversity thing that he wants to bring more people of color into a field uh, of, uh, you know, that's not, he believes not a lot of people of color. Uh, and he starts going off on me that I'm a Caucasian. He doesn't, I don't know this guy. Never talked to him, never done anything. That I'm a Caucasian and what 
as a Caucasian, could I tell him? And then on only that, he went off to say that his, he's listened to the Dalai Lama. He's, uh, his brother's like a Buddhist monk or something. Uh, he's listened to Tony Robbins. What could I possibly tell him that he hasn't already heard? Or as a Caucasian, how what could I say that would have any understanding for what he, his life is about? As, I don't know what he considers himself, but somebody who's not white, I guess. And so then I told, got a phone and told my friend, and his friend, my friend sent me a text that he had had with this guy, just forwarded it, and this guy called me a cracker. Now, I, yeah, I was no big deal. I laughed about it, but I mean, it's a racial remark. This guy supposedly is anti-racism, and he wants nothing to do with me because I'm Caucasian. To a friend of his that he, he's never met me, called me a cracker. Uh, and so just stunned the racism. And so no big deal. Let it go. My friend's offended by this. He's defending me. How could you call Mr. Black of this? Uh, man, he takes care of people in Africa. He, he half his people go through his training or, or brown and, and most non-racist. But I said, you know, don't let it get to you, my friend. Don't let it get to you. I laughed about it. The guy doesn't know me. So I let it go. It just, you know, one out of three, you know, one guy thinks of themselves when this guy is a racist and wants to attack me because supposedly I'm a racist because, of course, we all know white people are racist, right? We all know that. So the third guy is a younger guy. My friend's mentoring him, loaned him money and all that. And this is really where the story goes. This is where I'll wrap up this story time with Mr. Black. And so a younger guy, uh, my friend's mentoring him. He loaned him some money. And so I'm working to get this guy on the phone. And he's so busy. Now I said, and I've texted him a few times, listen, I have no office hours. I work till whenever. So you can t call me at 10 o'clock at night. You can call me at 6 o'clock in the morning. I kept saying, it's not a big deal. When can we talk? But it was like he had no time ever. And so we'd set appointments. How about 1 o'clock on Tuesday? Great. I'm blocking off. Guess what? He never calls me. How about Wednesday at 3 o'clock? Great. Let's do Wednesday at 3 o'clock. Uh, and all this stuff. And then I never, ever, he's never there. And so finally, uh, Dave, uh, I'm sorry, uh, this guy, sorry, <laughs> texts the three of us and said, listen, just talk to him. And if you, you know, the class is getting close, it's 10 days away. And so I responded to that text and said, listen, I need to hear from you by Friday. If you want to go, great. I'll get you in class. If you don't, that's no problem either. But I need to know by Friday I'm closing the class. And so I never hear from him on Thursday and then Friday about 11 o'clock in the morning, I get this text. And he doesn't call me. I've never, you know, said, hey, Scott, I'll have to pass on the class. I'm in a very tough financial spot right now, and I can't afford to miss a couple days of work. It's not that I need money for clothes and food. It's I need money so my kid doesn't starve, and I don't come back and my car is towed, or I'm evicted, or I broke my parole, or I didn't pay child support. So, <clears throat> this guy whose life's going well, uh, who couldn't return a phone call, uh, who all this stuff. I mean, he's a young guy, I guess, in his 20s, maybe early 30s. And so now, if he took 48 hours of a class that's paid for him. And by the way, this guy was avoiding me. And he kept, he asked, he asked my friend, sorry, no names. He asked my friend if he could borrow some money. If he went to this class, he had already borrowed money. I would need $500 more. I need to get some clothes and all that. And he kept tying it like he needed money to go to my class. And I kept wanting to explain to him that Dave is paid for. It's all covered. It's all handled. And so... Finally, he comes back when I finally give him a deadline. He says, all this stuff, I'll have to pass. 
I'm in a very tough financial spot right now and I can't afford to miss a couple days of work because I said, you don't have to pay for anything. And then he says, it's not that I need money for clothes and food. It's I need money so my kid doesn't starve. So if he goes to my training, his kid's going to starve. If he goes to my 48-hour training, his kid's going to starve. He's going to come back and his car's going to be towed. He's going to be evicted from his apartment, which he's not even living. He's living in a friend's above garage place. But he's going to be evicted from his apartment and uh, he will break his parole, and he won't be able to pay child support. So if he goes to my 48-hour training that will change his life, that's already been paid for, $2,500, all that bad stuff's going to happen to him. And I'm like, wow. And so then I said, I get it. I'm not, he's, he's believed he can't go. And so I said, I immediately responded, thumbs up, and said, good luck to you. Now, that was enough. He couldn't let it lay. He had to come back and say something else. So about 20 minutes later, it was all done. We were part of the company. We were done. He said this. And I'm also very anti-Christian, so it's a good thing this wasn't a fit. Good luck to your program. So now it comes out. Now it comes out. He hates Christians. And he might know or think I'm a Christian because I told him, God bless you and all that. Now that's stunning. And so here's my response. And this is why I hate, I'm pretty good with words. I can do surgery and sometimes it's a sin. It's not good. I said, agreed. Again, good luck to you. And this is where the payoff comes. It seems like your way of thinking and acting is working well for you and getting you great results. Keep up the good work. Ladies and gentlemen, between the stimulus and the response, there's a space. And in that space is our power. It is our freedom. The definition of sanity is doing the same thing over and over and over and expecting different results. So if you don't like the results, change the approach. And as you change the approach, you change the results. And then you test your pattern. And you test your pattern. And here's the question. How's this working for me? If you like it. Lock it up. Make it SOP, standard operating procedure. If you don't like it, then don't be crazy and keep doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. Do something different. But it always comes down to this question. How's that working for you? You have been listening to Mr. Black, Master Trainer for Like It Matters. Please find us on Facebook by searching LIM Radio. Make sure to follow us, like our posts, and share with others. Also, search YouTube for Like It Matters. Be sure to like and subscribe to our channel. And for more information on how we can help you live life like it matters, go to likeitmatters.net where you can find more information on our transformational training, our life coaching, counseling, our radio show, and other ways we help you continue the journey of living life like it matters.